hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to the podcast review show. Tonight, we're taking a look at Fish Nerds, and already I just love the name. Uh, I'm Dave Jackson from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, this is where we listen to a podcast. We've been hired tonight by Clay to take a look at his show. We find out what he's doing right and tell him, keep doing that. And then we look for those things that maybe just need a little bit of tweaking. And uh, we look over your content. We look over your website. We look over your flow and uh, go from top to bottom. And uh, joining me is the one and only Don't Be Fooled by Cheap Imitations, uh, 30 years in the radio biz not only you know what's impressive about that not only 30 years but like you've been at the top for a long time and that would be I have been that is eric k johnson better known as the podcast talent coach so eric how are you doing buddy i'm doing all right surviving 30 years in the radio business isn't easy there are many many casualties a lot of people get out of this business before you know it but thanks for having me dave good to see you again yeah it's been a while uh let's jump in with clay hello <laughs> how are you buddy I, I got a summer cold, but I'm doing okay, and I'm borrowed my daughter's uh, headphones because I can't find mine. So that's those, how my night's going. Those are sexy pink headphones you got there, Clyde. I love them. <laughs> pink is always best, man. Excellent. Always a good color. And if you're fishing and you're choosing lures, you don't, don't have any idea what to do, go with pink. You'll win every time. <laughs> really? Do pink it's, lures it's, really win? They totally do. Yeah. It's, it's wow. my favorite color lure choice, always. Yep. Huh. Well, and I hate chartreuse. I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, no idea. <laughs> well, what inspired you to start Fish Nerds? All right, so, uh, gosh, a few years ago in 2011, my partner Dave and I went on a quest to catch and eat every kind of freshwater fish in New Hampshire. Uh, and the idea was we have never done anything useful in our life. We thought killing a bunch of fish might, might put us on the map for something big. And we had... Uh, a, it, we had done all this work. We got an NPR. We got all this attention. We were blogging and writing for a bunch of magazines and newspapers. And we almost had a book deal. And the book deal kept failing because we weren't reaching people. We had an agent, like a big time agent and stuff. And everyone kept shooting us down. And so we said, well, let's launch a podcast. And of course, we didn't know about the School of Podcasting. So we didn't go through you, Dave. Sorry. Uh, and we just started, <laughs> we grabbed some cheap microphones and stuff from my, my students' classroom. I was a science teacher at the time. And we pushed record and made our first show and put it out in the world and uh, got our first one-star review. And uh, it's been history since then. <laughs> what was the book about? Uh, the book was about, it was an uh, action-adventure book about a quest to catch and eat every kind of freshwater fish in New Hampshire. We never actually put the book out. 
We've got about 80% of it written. Our agent disappeared. The magazines we were writing for went out of business. And we just keep, <laughs> kept podcasting. <laughs> you had the anti-Midas touch. Everything you touched went away. <laughs> I know. And it's funny because my friend just launched a new magazine. I started writing for that magazine. And I'm like, oh, oh my no. God, it's going to fail. This is, there's no chance it's going to fail. This is, this is the very last episode of the podcast review show right here. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. You're out of business school. Podcast is closing down. Well, yeah, just done. any magazine these days is kind of on thin ice, so so to speak. Yeah. So we podcast because writing is hard. Um, and we thought podcasting would be easy, although then we didn't think about editing and production and promotion and it's it's hard but it's a different kind of hard and it's way more fun than writing um way more fun and there's less typos when you talk so that's very true podcast without throwing somebody under the bus you said Mm -hmm. we we sent out a little survey to anybody that gets reviewed you said some fishing shows are super boring Mm -hmm. can you give me an example of why they're boring uh, yeah. So uh, to be honest, I don't listen to other fishing shows because they're all about like, yeah, you need a number six tippet that uh, tapered at the end and you need a uh, clouser minnow and you tie it on there and then you, you catch the trout and blah, blah. And it's just, they're just boring and not and or, or they sound like ESPN sports shows. So welcome to the bass podcast <laughs> and we're going to kill some bass today. And, and I, and I don't watch sports. I don't understand sports. And I don't do a how-to fish show, although occasionally it happens in our show because of demand. Uh, more of our show is more like a magazine show, so it's a variety show, and every week is different. Uh, we've got I mean, I've got about a dozen correspondents now making segments for us. So uh, yeah, I find fishing podcasts to be really boring, and I'm hoping that we break that mold a little bit because Dave, as you always say, there's no rules in podcasting. So every week we break whatever rule we can and just put out a show as best we can. Because um, no one's going to punch you in the face, right? They say that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So, anyway, um, but but I mean, I know other good fishing podcasts exist. I just haven't found them. Even There's one out there even called The World's Greatest Fishing Podcast. And it was designed specifically for SEO. I think it was written only just to get SEO marketing. Um, they lasted less than a year. Uh, I, the fish nerds were on them because um, we, we had to be on it. But uh, it didn't last very long but it still gets better Google results than the fish nerds do uh, because they wrote it only for SEO marketing. I don't think they ever intended putting out a good show. I think they just wanted to put out a show. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, we're going to jump in. We're going to play the, the intro of your show first couple minutes and uh, talk about our first impression as uh, we check out the intro here. Oh, I hope it's not boring. Welcome to the Fish Nerds. It's the latest about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the Fish Nerds Podcast, and we're so happy that you are listening. The show's been growing like crazy. Lately, we've been getting lots of cool attention, and we've done a lot of crazy stuff. Um, we thank all of everyone for being part of it. We're trying to get back to our regular format now, but new ideas keep coming, which is fantastic. So, today on the show, we've got Hugo Medeiros back. Hugo's going to bring us his Killing Fish in Time with Hugo. I think we're eating 
smooth dogfish tonight. Mm. We also are going to explore in depth the question of are cormorants a conservation win or a fishing pest? Or is there something in the middle there? The other thing we're doing is we're trying something brand new. There's been some demand for fishing reports. So we are asking listeners to call 607-378-FISH and uh, leave us a voicemail and tell us uh, in less than a minute's time, what is the fishing like in your area? So it would sound something like this. Hi, my name is Clay Groves from Fish Nerds Guide Service. And here in New Hampshire, the Mount Washington Valley, the fishing has been excellent in the lakes and ponds. Bass are on the beds, trout are biting in the lakes, but the rain has made the fishing in rivers very difficult. So catching trout in rivers is hard right now. Thanks for checking in. And for more information, you can go to fishners.com to check out our guide service. So that's an example. You could be as creative as you want to be. Uh, and at the end of each show, we will mix those in. So you listen through the show at the end of the credits, you will hear fishing reports. And my hope is we'll get a ton of these from all over the world and You'll hear a fishing report from your area, or maybe you'll think about, geez, maybe I want to go to Saco, Maine and fish with Captain Sean or do something like that. So uh, check it out at the end of each show going forward, as long as we're getting calls in. And, you know, that's the hope, right? So it's at 607-378-FISH, and you can be part of the show. And by the way, you can use that number at any time to leave us any voicemail and be part of the show. We're always happy to hear from listeners. And that's how we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll, wrap it up there so eric what were your thoughts on the coming out of the gate i I love it we come out of the gate swinging we did a nice job setting up the show what to expect on the show what's coming up um i i i like the way that uh you preview everything that's on the show kind of like here if it's a magazine format to the show uh kind of like the index and what we can expect throughout the the entire show which i thought was great um a couple nitpicky things I had there. One, Clay, you say we're trying to get back to our regular format, but uh, new ideas keep coming. I'm not sure what the regular format is because I'm a new listener here. Just keep in mind that, that you, uh, you're always got new listeners coming through the door. So um, if you're going to make a statement like that, kind of explain to me what the, what the usual format is or what I missed that wasn't the usual format. You know, if we've been doing a lot of long form interviews before and we're going to get back to the magazine style show that we usually have, or we haven't had a correspondent on for a couple of weeks. Now we're going to get back to it, whatever that happens to mean. Um, make sure you just keep in mind that you want to make it as friendly as you can for the new listeners um, and, and just as comfortable for your regulars that are coming along too. Uh, one thing that kind of con- confused me is you use the term we a lot, like uh mm-hmm. You're, you're talking about we do this and we're asking listeners to do that. And I'm not really sure who we is because sure. um, Hugo's the only one that you introduced. Right. And I don't know if you have a co-host typically and this time you don't or if, if you have multiple correspondents and this week Hugo's the only one that's on. So that kind of confused me a little bit there. If there are other members of the team, um, bring me into that party too and kind of get me up to speed quickly there. And then uh, just the last point about the intro, um, you talk about we're asking listeners to call such and such to give us their reports. If you really want to make that call to action powerful, talk to that one individual. So, you know, uh, people have been asking for fishing reports. So what we're asking you to do is call this number and give us a fishing report from your area. So you're talking directly to that one person. So they're not 
uh, shirking their duties to somebody else, figuring out somebody else will call. I don't need to. So talk right to that individual that you want to pick up the phone and, and give you that report. But overall, I love the energy. I love how we just jump right into it. You set it up quickly. You didn't waste a whole lot of time on any one point setting it up. You're going to let us get to that when the when the segment comes. And I, overall, I thought the uh, I thought the intro was great. One thing I love about the the show itself that you don't mention in the intro, but that you that the tagline is on your artwork, and that's that it's the fishing show, and it says always entertaining, usually funny, and mostly true, which is kind of the epitome of fishing in itself. Because, you know, it's it's mostly true and, and it's always entertaining. You know, yeah, the and stories the most, are always great. The mostly true gives us an out when we make mistakes. We can go, well, mostly true. Yeah, right. It was the fish <laughs> was this big. Yeah, yeah, sure it was. Sure yeah. it was. So the, that's what I had. Dave, what do you got? Well, the teacher in me loved the fact that you said this is what we're looking for. And then you did one. Because sometimes when you say call in a fishing report. OK, like how how long? So you gave exact like try to make it under a minute. It might sound like this. So you really gave people a, a good example of like, this is what we're looking for. Then you gave the number. I love the fact that your phone number ends in fish. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the fact that I think your whole brand from, we'll talk about your website a little later, but everything involved with the show kind of comes across as, look, we're here to have fun. We're here to talk about fish and we're here to have fun. You know what I mean? It's like they're just the fun the, sandwich. Yeah, the name is Fish yeah. Nerds. The the website's super easy. And just as soon as it comes in, I always like uh Eric's analogy of, you know, you don't get on a bus that says somewhere. Right? You're like, well, let's take the bus to I don't know. It's like, no, I know exactly within five seconds what this show's about and what's expected. So I was like, all right, cool. And I like the music. I, it was nice up tempo and it had a nice build up and uh, I really liked it. Uh, and then from there, you went into talking about things like Patreon. Uh, I did mention uh, what I, I found a, a couple of links on your website. And one of them was for your Patreon. Uh, so it's hard to get people to donate when the link doesn't work. So uh, that was, I don't know if it's on the whole website, but at least on episode 159, which is what we're listening to, uh, that had a little bit of a, uh, a little mental hiccup there. And then, Eric, you had a point about the way he kind of talked about sponsors. Yeah, um, I kind of got confused because when you were talking about your Patreon ask, um, you said mm -hmm. if a bunch of people do that, we don't need to seek outside sponsors. But then, uh, I had one. Uh, yeah, and then about ten minutes later, hey, now a word from our sponsor. Yeah, which mm -hmm. I thought was wait a minute. I thought we were just talking about not having sponsors, yeah. and then that kind of popped in, which kind of get got confusing. But the and I don't have a problem if you say you know what we have sponsors, but the more we can get, the fewer we need. I understand that ask there. Um, the, the thing I want to um, caution you about is framing sponsors as being bad because you never know when you're going to need them. And if you oh. if, if you position them as the evil sponsor, so donate so we can keep the evil sponsor away when it comes time that you need a sponsor, they're going to go, well, yeah, but you're positioning us as being the bad guy. Why would we want to be a sponsor of your show? That's so <laughs> sponsors aren't necessarily bad. But you want to keep them to the minimum. In radio, we talk about commercials. You know, people, listeners don't want to listen to, to uh, uh, eight minutes of commercials while they're trying to hear their favorite music. But we need commercials to keep the lights on. It's just a matter of. So we try to never talk about commercial free. We try not to uh, talk about we're turning the commercials off so we can turn the music on. We talk about nonstop music. We talk about more music. 
we don't talk about fewer commercials because okay. we, one, we don't want the listeners to focus on the commercials. And two, we never want our sponsors to feel like they're the bad guy. So I would just kind of caution you about that uh, as just in the way that you frame it. I understand what your message is. I don't have a problem with the message. Just be careful because you don't want your sponsors to come back on you and say, well, well, I'm paying you money and you're positioning me as the bad guy. That's a very good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, and here's so, a, I, I've actually got a small clip of that. Uh, and it really appreciates it. $4 a month does not hurt you. But in the scope of things for the fish nerds, it's big. If a bunch of people do that, then we don't need to seek outside sponsors. And I would love to never have sponsors. We're going to have sponsors because we're not getting enough money. But if enough of you did that, we would just say, see you later, sponsors, and just take your oh, yeah. money, and it's your show. Uh, if you own a business uh, and you want to, us to mention your business on the show, donate us $25 an episode, and we will mention your business, like our friend Josh Lopes at lopestax.com. If you're in Massachusetts and need a great accountant, he's your guy. He's also my neighbor uh, in New Hampshire sometimes. Okay. So so Josh is a sponsor there. You just told me that, that your sponsors are bad guys. But hey, if you want to be a sponsor, yeah. send me some money. Well, the other thing... <laughs> That's confusing. I'm so confused. The other thing I want to point out there, poor Josh got a seven-second spot. Yeah. That was, And then later you talked about some sort of vinyl place. And, yeah, yeah, and they got like a major deal, and I'm like, wait, did like did they pay their 25 bucks? I'm like, I wish. Yeah, so um, I was just I'm thinking if I'm Josh, I'm like, hey, can I get a little more? Can I get at least a 15 second spot? Because you're just like, hey, he's my neighbor and he's a good guy. That was the pitch, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that there was a little more than that in the talking points uh, of the ad. Yeah. Uh, um, are we ready for a pet peeve? Let's have it. It's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, and I'm going to play something, and I want you to tell me if there's anything wrong with it. I'll know for sure. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Again, that's, that's final. Me, oh, let me please. let me set this up. This is you coming out of the sponsor for the vinyl place. So let me see if I can reset this now. Yeah, okay, here we go. Again, that's, that's final. Me, please. That's joinvmp.com slash fish nerds. News, news, fish in the news. Everybody loves their Here's the question we're asking today in Fish in the News. Are cormorants a pest? All right, anything wrong with that clip? There was no breath. <laughs> okay. I got nothing. Because what, yeah. what, I, what I cut out is, because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the news vision is kind of the transition into the news. Yeah. You transition into the transition. Because what I cut out there was you saying, hey, and now it's time for Fish in the News. News, news. And I'm like, why are we announcing the transition? And you're right. I could have put a little breath there in between. I didn't hear the cut. So. Yeah. So like, like I said, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm nitpicking now, but I, I always under, I always get confused when people do that. There'll be like a coast and a, a co-host and be like, Hey Eric, uh, you want to go to the lightning round? And Eric will say, now it's time for the lightning round. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. And then I'll play the jingle. Lightning round. It's the light. And I'm like, just do it. It's not like, hey, Eric, can I ask you a question now? No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, going to ask him a question. So it's a pet peeve of mine. It's not a deal breaker, but I just noticed I'm like, he just did the intro. And for the record, they do this every night on the Jimmy Fallon show. So that's why I say, because yeah. he'll and go like. That news jingle is brand new for us. We just that, got that. I, well, that's so new. I'm like, I love the news jingle. So, yeah, uh, so I'm new at it. <laughs> so. But. Um, cause it. I thought you that did a great, great, I thought you did a great job coming out of the sponsor. Cause you're, you did the whole end of sponsor talk where you go a little lower and just slow down. 
And then I was like, all right, we'll just, and then, and then on the other side of the jingle go, Hey, it's time for the news or the fish news. And we're talking about news. It's about fishing, blah, blah, blah. And then do your thing. So, um, and then what is the name of the bird we're talking about? The court cormorant. Okay. Cause I was like, the first time I heard, it, I thought you said Morant's. And I'm like, is this some sort of weird speaker thing that they're talking about? So um, I, I drink a lot, Dave, you know, it's hard. <laughs> um, so um, the the next part of the show uh, is where you read. Is that is this where you did the reading part? I did some reading. Yeah, yeah. I don't usually do a lot of reading. Um, I'm bad at it. Well, but I did some this this show, which is why I put this one up. I wanted to hear what you thought of it. Well, there's there's a bad habit that you can get into because if you're like me, I know I don't like to be read to. So if I ever read something in a podcast, I have a tendency to put on my yada 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 voice. So yeah. I'm kind of like, all right, so I'm going to read you the back of this book. It's um, 25 Notes for a Successful Musician. It's Chad Jeffries. Um, and, you know, L.A. or New York, everything between. And you start, like, zipping through things because you don't want to bore people. But mm -hmm. in the process, you're either, A, going so fast that they can't keep up and you're skipping over things uh, that sometimes cause an issue. Eric, what else happens when you uh, when you start reading stuff? Well, people people write different than they talk. So when you're when you're reading something, you're reading the way somebody would write it, which makes it difficult to to listen to and, and understand. People will will talk differently than they actually write. So when you read it, um, people are going to have a, a difficult time connecting with what you're saying. What I would recommend you do is you read the article and highlight a couple passages that you want to point out. Um, you can read maybe the introduction to the article and then basically say, basically, this article is saying one, two and three um, and kind of kind of set up because the, the article, the whole point of the article is to set up the interview with this guy who knows a whole bunch more than the three of us combined on this bird and the mm -hmm. stock into this lake. And, and he's going to tell it to us. So there's really no point in going through the whole article. Just hit a couple highlights, make your point. Um, Give us what we need as a foundation for the discussion and, and then put the article aside and let's jump into the to the discussion about it. Because as you're starting to to read it, uh, my eyes started glazing over. I'm yeah. like, I don't even have a clue what we're talking about here. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so and no need to be sorry. I'm just trying to 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 kind of mold what you're doing. I like what you're doing. I love the fact that you used the article as the impetus of contacting this guy and you got into it with him on Facebook or whatever it was. I thought that was great. I thought the whole fact that you and he started going toe to toe on social media about this whole topic. And then you realize, eh, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I should probably get this guy on the phone and talk to him. And it turns out to, uh, to, to, uh, at the end of it, it's almost a friendship. Like, Hey, I'll come on up. Let's fish together. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I loved where it went. I just want to see you build a little stronger foundation and get people to buy in, especially those that aren't, um, maybe it's Joe weekend fisherman who, who doesn't know everything there is to know about fish. Maybe describe the bird to me a little bit more and why it's a bad bird and why or you know, some things like that. So if I'm average Joe who just goes and throws his line into the water once a month, because that's when my wife lets me then, you know, explain to me what I need to know to, to uh, be up to speed with the conversation and the debate. And then mm -hmm. let's dive into it head first. But um, the, the the article, I think, just got a little long. Once we got into the discussion, I was right there with you again. 
So practice reading <laughs> and summarizing. That's the <laughs> or, yeah, or just highlight and summarize. Yeah. Highlight and summarize. Yeah, you can always go back to the you know who, what, when, where, how. You know those things and and just because you were doing a great job of just talking to the listener. You know, you're like, hey, guys, welcome. I, I didn't feel like it was scripted. You're just, you know, having fun talking to your buddies into the microphone. Everything was flowing. And all of a sudden you're like, and I'm going to read you this article. And I was like, oh, here we go. Um, and there are times when there are things you have to read because there's a lot of information. But it, I, I was with Eric about halfway through. I'm like, wait, is he the bird? And then it was like, wait, is he for the bird or not? No, he's not. No, he's protecting the. Okay, he's protecting the bird. He thinks you shouldn't kill it. It took me a while to figure out which side you were on because you said I'm you, not honest. I still can't figure out which side <laughs> I'm on on this one. By the way, I have no idea. Like every, everyone I talked to about this, but just kind of a sidebar. Everyone I talked to about this issue uh, with cormorants, uh, I agree with. Uh, no matter what side they're on, I keep going. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. And then I talk to the other guy. I'm like, Yeah, I get it. And I'm like, I don't Good know. point. Good point. Yeah, great ideas. Yeah. You know, Clay, as you were as you were telling the story about this whole thing, and I'm picturing the guys. They're they're backing up. They're getting ready to stock the the lake. They're like, All right, let's put all the fish in the lake. And they no more than dump the fish in the lake, and all these birds are coming down and eating the fish. And they're like, No, my fish. It was just. I just had this picture in my mind that. That all these birds are like, yeah, lunchtime. Let's yeah. do this. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> it's precisely yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Seems dumb to me to put the fish in the lake. I don't know. But right. right. But then there were yeah. so many like, hey, the birds sleep at night. So put the fish in the lake at night. <laughs> it's like, well, that, that seems that like seems a to work on paper. Yeah. But these are state workers. They're going to pay them double time to work nights. You can't just yeah. do that. <laughs> Or put them in the lake lower, like, you know, put a big tube down there, and shove them to the bottom of the lake where the birds can't get them. Yeah. Or shoot the birds, I guess, is what people are suggesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up. Or shoot the birds. There's that. That's my least favorite of all options. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the birds are coming there because there's fish to eat. Hello. Exactly. Hello. They're following the truck. Like, hey, here it comes. Let everybody get ready. Uh, they're yeah. smart. They're smart. Now, this other one that I wanted to point out again is kind of optional. Some people edit their shows and some people don't. And I always try to make my guests sound good. And this may have been this person's first podcast. I had somebody uh, a little while ago that I think was nervous just to be on a podcast. And they were an umming and, and you know. Oh, man, I've had a nickel for every you know, they said. And so I'm going to play you two clips here. Uh, this was the first one. What it was was... Um, and, and this is where I'm not a fish nerd, so I'm not sure how this works. But you asked him about how are the fish um, growing? Is it like, is it natural or are they, is it managed or something else? I forget the other verb you said. So in reality, you've given him one or two answers. Or is it this or that? And he said, it's, I think he says managed. And then he went into this whole thing about dams. And I'm like going, is that relevant to the, uh, that's where I'm like, I'm not a fisherman. I'm not sure if I'm happy that he's talking about the dams or not. So let me just give you a quick example of this. Champlain okay. have like a population that actually reproduces on its own or are they completely managed, you know, or is it a combination? Um, for the most part, it is completely managed, but there's a, there's been a major effort to try to get natural, um, natural reproduction. Mm -hmm. And there's been great strides made in recent years. For a while, because of uh, VHS and the concern of uh, viruses spreading into inland waters, um, there's uh, there's dams in the Winooski, and they weren't allowing fish to be transferred above the dams where they had the habitat they really needed right. to 
um, to. So he, he goes into a bit of a, I don't know if that's a tangent or not, but I went back cause I'm thinking he asked him, is it managed or unmanaged? And I went, I took his same words and just cut out all that minutia about the dams and the minushkis and everything else. And you and for the most part, it is completely managed, but there's a, there's been a major effort to try to get natural, natural reproduction. Mm-hmm. And there's been great strides made in recent years. So in the last couple of years, we have had some some really good signs of what could be uh, a return of natural reproduction of salmon in the lake. So we, st- um, so we still get his answer mm-hmm. without taking a road trip. So I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad, because I don't know how important the damn part of that answer was. It's not that important. And you're right. Editing would, would make a big difference. You know, this is a funny thing about amateur podcasting, right? It's uh, I'm not defending. I think you're right on the money. It's a time money swap, right? Like how much yeah. time do I want to put in in a podcast where I'm not making money, right? So we, we do the best we can. But um, in a perfect world, I would have edited that like crazy. And that interview would have been half its length. Because um, listening back myself, I was like, oh, I could take about half of that out. And that would be a much cleaner uh, interview. Um, but you're totally right on the money. I mean, you nailed it. Um, interesting thing about this interview is I couldn't get him on Skype. So that was a phone call. Yeah. That I, I used a Dave Jackson style of podcast recording. I, I followed your YouTube video on how to do that. And uh, it came out okay for a phone call. I've had a lot of phone calls that just failed. And I thought it was pretty good for, for what it was. Uh, and he didn't have a Facebook page or a website or anything to like link to. So it was almost, I felt like it was a, in a lot of ways, a mismatch for even a podcast because I couldn't send people anywhere mm. to like check out more information on them. Uh, but it actually happened to be one of our most shared uh, uh, episodes on social media, which, which was bizarre. Everyone was sharing it. It got all kinds of like shared on other fishing pages and discussions happened around it. And I was surprised because the person who, who I was interviewing had no real web presence at all, except for his personal Facebook account. Yeah. I think the debate probably really helped it take off because I think with this particular topic, (laughs) um, most people are on one side or the other. And uh, I think that really helped it with regard to the, uh, the dam part. I really didn't have a, a big issue about that because the fact that there's a dam there and the fish can't get far enough up upstream for their natural reproductive process uh i think that kind of explained why it isn't as uh a natural as it once was and why it needs to be managed um i didn't have as much problem probably because i was able to follow along a little better than than dave was yeah, on that dave. particular on that particular piece <laughs> but then again going back to we got to remember that if there's just uh if there's just the the um hobbyist that's listening and isn't and then it isn't as fanatical about fishing. Uh, maybe a little explanation could have helped along. Yeah. Well, one of the things, uh, Clay, let me ask you this with regard to the listeners of your podcast, are you looking for the guys who are uh, rabid fishermen who know every species that are out there and, and the difference between catching walleye and catching trout? Or are you looking for the guy who likes to just go throw a line in the water every week, every other weekend when he's got a chance? So uh, early on our show, we were invited on to um, a lot of NPR shows. So yeah, we had a lot, of, a lot of NPR press, and they compared our show to car talk. They said the fish nerds are to fish what the car talk guys are to cars. And, and the idea, and our, our show has always been, and 
it's changed since then a little bit. But our, our idea has always been to try and make a topic interesting that might not be interesting to everybody, make it all of a sudden accessible to other people. So we don't really, we have a lot of hardcore anglers, but we have a lot of non-fishers who listen to the show. Um, a lot of people who contribute um, on pa- both our Patreon and our private Facebook groups to the show who don't fish at all, who just like talking conservation and fish. Um, so we kind of attract, we, we want to attract all, all people, but we do have a lot of fanatic people. We have a lot of, well, I guess. So I don't, I, I, I don't have a, that's my, always been my problem too, is defining our audience is who am I talking to? And I've always wanted to talk to everybody at one time, and that might be, might be why it stifled our growth a little bit in the show too. Why we're not reaching, you know, twenty thousand people a month. We're not niche enough. But I'm not a niche person. I like to talk about whatever fish thing interests me that week. So well, click and clack yeah. are fantastic on Car Talk, and I think you have the delivery and the personality to be just like them. the The thing that click and clack do incredibly well is they explain it to you like you're a sixth grader trying to fix a car. You know, when they say, when you open your hood and you look down in there, the alternator is the one with the small belt on it and the little pulley on the front, you know, and they're telling mm-hmm. you like, like you, you've never opened a hood of a car before, but the car guys who absolutely love a car, they know what an alternator looks like. They know where the alternator belt is and what, and what the pulley that it's around in the front. Um, but click and clack make it entertaining, even to those guys, by by over explaining it. And uh, I think it it's appealing to everybody. You know, one of my favorite click and clack bits. So some lady calls up. And she says, "Every time I turn to the left, uh, my car squeals, and I don't understand why, and I can't figure out how to get it to stop." And they go, "Oh, that's easy. Just stop turning to the left. Easy." <laughs> <laughs> and then they go on to explain the power steering and everything, yeah. and, and it's. And it's easy to understand for the layperson, but the the um, the the real car guys love it too because they're in that same boat trying to explain how the alternator affects the battery and how it all works together. They're in that same position trying to explain it to lay people every day too. So when it comes time to explain what this bird happens to be and why it's a bad bird. If you give a sentence or two about what the bird is, the the, the true anglers, the passionate anglers, they're not going to hold that against you. They're going to understand that you having to explain it just like they have to explain it. You know, when they're trying to explain it to their brother-in-law who's never fished in his life, they're trying to, to do the same thing. So I love the I love the click and clack, the car talk analogy. I think your show has a lot of those characteristics in it and it and it becomes very entertaining i i I had a i'm not a big fisherman i i fish maybe once a year um but i i enjoyed listening to it it was a lot of fun yeah we used to i used to have a partner named dave who founded the show with me did 120 some odd episodes with us with me i can't and i say we all the time because i've been that's how it's always been (laughs) okay that's i can't help it when we were writing it was always we and we're talking it's always we i'm on stage a few weeks ago at the aquarium in virginia beach and i'm up there i'm going and we're doing this tonight and it's just me on stage (laughs) because it's how i talk now i've gotten this kind of funny habit um but when he was on with when when dave was on the show um we were on on npr gosh every six weeks or so oh wow we were selling stories to public radio, nice. um, and we had this kind of thing that worked. And since he left the show, I've been experimenting, trying to figure out the new show voice, new show direction. Uh, and so 
it's a very different show now than when we were both working together. He's still part of the creative team, but he's not a voice in the show anymore. He just so didn't have time or what happened? Life changes, man. When you do, when you do a, a hobby podcast for years, it's really hard to sustain when you're not, uh, when, it, when it, you know, when it's not making you money, we got paid a little bit of money and we get paid to make appearances, but it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not quit your job money. And he has a right. daughter after college and it just changes everything. And, you know, and people named Dave aren't known to be reliable. No, they're and horrible. Avoid, uh, <laughs> work with them too long. You just gotta do it when you can. So <laughs> Awesome. Speaking uh, of making money, do you have t-shirts for sale? Because some of your lines are perfect. I had this, uh, clear down at the bottom. Um, you, if you don't have t-shirts for sale, some of the lines that you use in this, in this show could be, uh, they're ripe for the picking when it comes to t-shirts. What did I say? Like culture sucks or something? <laughs> no, the, what, what's your, what's your, uh, we're going to play it in a little bit. The, right. the ta- you're out your tagline at the end. Oh, we're going to oh, play yeah. it down here in a little bit. That, that's, I, I actually have those on, I had those on sweatshirts that I give out to, um, a few people who've been really big supporters. So I, I do have those on shirts. Yeah. Put those on t-shirts sale. and sell yeah. them on the website. You'll make yeah. some cash. I hope so. <laughs> we got to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get to the ending, we should probably talk about the one and only Hugo. Yes, Hugo. And our resident seagull. And yeah. is this a guy that does this on a regular basis or he does it intermittently. So like once in a while, Hugo will catch a bunch of fish and record like 10 like 4-minute segments for me and email me all in one day. And so he'll be on the show for 6 or 8 weeks. Straight, and then we won't hear from Hugo again for another year. Um, mm. he's, he's very seasonal. Uh, he's a great guy, and he's been part of our show as a fan since the very beginning. And uh, he's been wanting to. Cont- he's been always sharing fish photos, and and Hugo's um, Portuguese, and his wife is Filipino, and they're big fish eating cultures, both those countries, and they eat everything. And I really like that because he'll eat the fish roe and the eyeballs and the stuff that no one talks about. And it makes the show more interesting because one thing, if, even if you don't fish, one thing we all have in common is we all eat. Uh, and, and it's one of those things that pulls people in, I think. And eating is also an act of violence. So it's also fun to talk about like killing things because you cannot eat things without killing things. Even sharing, things are going to die. Uh, and I was like talking about that. So that's Hugo. Uh, and he's, he started off as a fan and then kept sending me audio. And well, just the, like you, Dave, when people send me audio, I want to use it in the show and thank them and, and use it. But we need to um, let's talk about Hugo. Well, the thing I liked about it is for somebody who's not like officially part of the show, he's not sitting there next to you as kind of like just somebody that literally mailed it in. I was like, wow, this is, I, I love the realism. I, I sounded like I was right there in the kitchen with Hugo, watching him cook his fish. And I just liked the fact that he was, uh, just that realism part. Uh, Eric, what were your yeah, thoughts well, on I, I, I Hang on a second. I sent, so I did, is Hugo um, started working with us and he sent us some stuff and it wasn't, wasn't stuff I wanted to use right away. So I mailed him a H1 recorder. Ah, that explains it. Because I was like, man, that's pretty said, good turn, audio. Turn this on, put it on your counter, and tell me how you're cooking the fish, and tell me how it tastes. And I did one for him. I recorded one on that H1N and sent it to him nice. as an example and said, do this. And then he started doing that. And uh, I love it. That um, explains a whole lot because I was like, man, that sounded pretty good for just some guy that's in his kitchen. It's Hugo the Fisher dude. And he's, I'm like, that's pretty good audio. 
I love yeah, him. And we Hugo. love Hugo. I love him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's do great. you have a clip of him, Dave? Actually, I just looked down. I'm like, I don't have a clip of, of him. Uh, so <laughs> Hugo takes one for the team because he's eating these dogfish. Oh my god! Who, who are high high levels of mercury? And he's like, I'm gonna take one for the team. I'm like, you go, Hugo. That's awesome. Yeah, better Hugo dies than me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just... <laughs> and he's the kind of guy like, I'll eat it, grill it up, let's try it. Yeah. I loved it. He, I would love to hear him um, when he tastes it. He just, mm, I would like to hear him describe it a little bit more. Um, but being just the guy on the street, I thought he sounded awesome. He was, he was a lot of fun. If Hugo is sending you like eight clips that you can use um, and then you don't hear from him for a while, use him like every other episode, spread him out a little bit. Cause then people won't know like, Oh, I wonder if Hugo is going to be on today. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if he's not on this week, you could tease, Hey, next week, uh, make sure you tune in because Hugo's eating dogfish. You know, or we're gonna try and we're gonna try and get Hugo to fry up some, you know, sea bass or whatever he's cooking next week. <laughs> sea, sea bass would be boring for Hugo, <laughs> right? He's got to eat something that that can kill you if you don't kill it first. Yeah, uh, and and you're gonna like this. So so we had before my partner Dave left the show. We already had a few correspondents. We had Hugo. We had a uh, fish doctor named Doc Martin, and a, a team out west called the F and West, and a correspondent out in Australia named uh, Shamos. And they were already submitting segments on occasion to the show. And when Dave left the show, I announced that the show was probably going to close down because I can't do it alone. And I had about, uh, I don't know, two dozen people come forward and offer to be part of the show. Uh, First of all, a lot of people gave money all of a sudden. Patreon blew up. And a lot of people said, hey, I want to produce for your show. We've been actually, I'm in the process now of interviewing new uh, people who want to be part of the of the podcast, who want to be contributors as far as um, uh, segment producers or just behind the scenes ideas people. So I have a, a, web, a page called the Secret Society of Fish Nerds with 17 people feeding ideas constantly. We've got a, a book club called the FN Book Club now. Uh, and Simon Schuster have heard, have heard it and started mailing me books uh, in the mail, which is nice. crazy. Um and a, we have a librarian from the Mid-Continent Public Library who runs that for us. Um, so people all over the place just saying, oh, I got an idea, and just sending it in um, to try and save the show when I was threatening to close it down, which has been pretty amazing. And uh, the reason I'm keeping going is because I have these people who really demand it uh, every week. And if I don't do it, then I get hotline lights up. And I've got to keep it going. So that's awesome. Yeah, if if you know if you can get those guys to contribute something once or even twice a month, mm-hmm. where it's not a a real burden on them. If they send you four segments that you can spread out, and you're getting four segments from seventeen different people, now all of a sudden you have enough for an entire year. Even using two correspondents a week, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I would love that. Um, it, unfortunately, it's not as as often as one would like, um, but we're going to yeah. work on it. We're going to we're going to try and rally them up to start contributing more regularly, or pile them on as a as a batch that I can spread out. Because yeah, because um, because and actually, this actually, Dave, you're going to like this because this came a lot from listening to your show. Is having people record segments for me and put them all together and talking around them is, is so much fun and so much more engaging for the audience. And it makes people want to be part of what we're doing. Um, and it's great fun. Uh, and it's more fun for me because I am so tired of me uh, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and it also adds to the, to the magazine variety of your show. It adds mm-hmm. depth to your show, hearing different voices on the show, different perspectives. Um, 
I, I love the correspondent idea. W- one last thing on Hugo. Um, I would love to be able to find the recipe. That was it. He has a recipe oh, to, to, to yeah. uh, cook up. Because he, he, if you have the recipe, I don't know. He didn't mention it. This is what it yeah. says on the website. Uh, Thai green curry dogfish. According to some studies, smooth dogfish may have more mercury than most other fish. So we need to be careful here. That's it. And oh, I, uh, yeah, I failed. And so there were a couple things. Hugo said there were going to be pictures and there weren't. And then the other thing I thought of maybe a potentially missed opportunity is he's talking about this green stuff he's putting on the fish. And I'm like, if they sell that at Amazon, get your affiliate link out and go to town because yeah. Hugo's saying how good it is. And I was just thinking if, if there were pictures, now I realize maybe Hugo didn't send in the pictures, but if there were, boy, it, now if you can get him to say, if you want to see what this looks like, it was awesome. That's an easy way to get people to your website because I, no. I, to me, I In went to, the, to Hugo. He sent me pictures and the recipe, and I failed uh, <laughs> okay. to put them on the website. That's all me. <laughs> yeah, if Hugo you did a, his if job. You have an email list. The uh, recipe would be a perfect lead magnet for your email list too. If you want, if you want yeah. Hugo's uh, recipes, we mail them out every time he sends them in. So get on the list, and we'll mail them to you. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, you just you just jogged my brain. I've got like twenty five Hugo recipes. That's an ebook. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. That as a lead magnet, right? So, That'd be perfect. Oh. Excellent. Oh, you're my favorite now. Um, just great. one other thing about <laughs> the interview in itself. Um, again, assuming uh, you have new listeners coming in the door, you were talking about Lake Champlain and Lake George, um, like we should all know where those were. And I you have, should. I, I, I should, but <laughs> one, I'm not a big fisherman and two, I don't live in the Northeast. So yeah. um, make sure in your, your podcast nationwide, if not worldwide. So um, a quick explanation of what that'd be like me assuming that, you know, where to find Lake McConaughey or Johnson Lake, you know, it's two of the biggest lakes in the middle of Nebraska, probably our only lakes, but uh, just make sure that you're, you're clear to the, to the casual listener um, explaining some things like that. Otherwise I thought the interview that you had with uh, captain Jack or whatever his name was, he, he was, he was all right. I mean, he, he, for not being a podcast guy, I thought he, uh, he, he gave succinct answers. He wasn't going on and on and on. You had uh, some great questions for him. I thought you guys had a great debate without getting adversarial. Um, and I love the fact that toward the end, you were like, you know, I don't, I really, still really don't know which side I'm on on this thing, which, uh, you know, was a great honesty on your part. Yeah, that was going to be my thing. I, I really like the fact that without turning into Jerry Springer or for those of us who remember Geraldo, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to bring somebody on that I'm not, I'm not sure I agree with without going, you know, standing up and throwing chairs at each other. I thought it was cool to have a dialogue as opposed to, just, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's how it started. We were on Facebook and I'm like, you're a bucket biologist. You don't know crap, blah, 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 blah. And then I sent him a message saying, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was I, I jumped all up on you. Come on the show. Let's have us out on, on the show. And he's like, let me get back to you in two days. And I, I think what he did was he checked out the show for a couple of days, understood who I was. And then he called me and said, let's do this. So, and we didn't pre-interview. It was, let's just do it. And it was all fresh. And and uh, I thought he was pretty good. Um, only thing I wish is he had websites I can send people to or links I can put up, but uh, it didn't seem to matter. So. Yeah, what he gave, a, he gave the phone number to his boat tours or something. Yeah. That was about yeah. it. So yeah. he's like, 
real casual, didn't really have an agenda. I thought it was, I thought it was a great interview. He seemed like a pretty decent guy. His agenda was killing cormorants. Uh, <laughs> yes, right. But, Shoot but them. Had, yeah, or we'll put oil on the eggs. But he his agenda, but he more importantly was he's a communicator. And so many of these, and I've done a lot of these where um where I've done the same thing and I've gotten the person on and it was so bad I never released it. I yeah. went, I went, yeah, this is just garbage. I can't the person can't speak. Uh it's gotta go because I do an audio show. Um so it does happen, and I've had it happen with famous people who I put it out there, and the feedback from the audience was like, "Clay, you shouldn't have released that. That was terrible." Um, so we just, oh, but he was good, and for a phone call, I was really surprised the quality was 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 acceptable because um, I usually don't do phone calls at all because I can't take it. Well, let's take a quick peek at your website. Oh, you're sharing the screen. I'm sharing the screen. Cool. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I first came to it, I just liked the fact that the your website matched your logo. Uh, there's a lot of free space. Like there's not, not a ton of clutter on here. I, I thought it was, and the fact, God bless you for having download buttons. I hate when I go to somebody's website and I cannot download the podcast. I have to stream it or subscribe on iTunes and there's an easy download button right here. I mm-hmm. loved it. Made it super easy to do that. Uh, I like the fact that you're taking the time to make this artwork for each episode, just so it kind of stands out. It's not boring to look at. Uh, and lots of shots looking down the throat of fish, which was, uh, <laughs> the, the one thing I thought you're was, right. the one thing I thought was missing was I somehow ended up on your YouTube channel and there was a, a video of you on some TV, like outdoor mountaineer Sundays show or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was surprised that wasn't anywhere on your website, like, you know, uh, press or something like that to, to show kind of your legitimate, your, your le- yeah, that word that I can't say legitimacy. Um, you know, I've been, you say I've, I've been asked to talk these different places. You can have a page like that to kind of like, look how cool we are. And here's a I video should. of me on, you know, Sunday morning TV kind of thing. I was like, wow, that's not, if that was my video, I'd have it somewhere on the, the website, but, uh, Eric, what no, we- I should have it. You know, you mentioned, I should have it rotating in that sidebar. I've got commercials I've made rotating in there. I could rotate all those videos into that sidebar rotation. So if you scroll down a little bit, you'll uh, see down here. Got it. Fish nerds minute. There's a video there. White mouse TV commercials I've made. I could rotate that right into those mixes. The thing I like about being able to download the episode is the fact I can download it. I can listen to the episode while I look at other pages on your website. So many people don't have that option. So you're streaming it right further from their website and you go, oh, let's go look at the about page. And all of a sudden the podcast stops because you just went to the about page. Now you have to go back and restart the episode. So the fact that you have a download link is is incredibly helpful. Um, One thing I noticed on your on your pull down menus up top, you have blog. Um, but you don't have podcasts. And when I clicked on blog, it kind of took me to the podcast. Do you have a blog as well? Or is the blog the podcast? Uh, it's uh, it's not as defined as well as I might have it. <laughs> Sometimes I just blog. I'll just, and it will be in there. Um, but for the most part, lately it's been just podcasts. Um, All right. You, but now you, may, you may consider changing that, that pull down menu to yeah. podcast instead of blog. That just had me a little confused. Um, no, you're totally right. Yeah. Uh, the shop link, I clicked on the shop link. I got an error on that. I'm not sure if, if that's still the case, but when I it's checked still the, the case, event, yeah, it's, um, this is, this is where I'm stuck. And I'll tell you why. Um, 
as you know, being a podcast, you got to be all things and, and website guru. I am not. And I've spent three hours tonight after getting an email from Dave saying your shop link is dead, trying to just take the link off the site. And I haven't uh, even found well, the, how to do that. <laughs> the good news is the, the link at the bottom, uh-huh. which goes to fishnerdnation.ipage.com slash fishnerdnation. Um, if you click on that, that actually takes you to your shop and where it says swag and things. And the only thing that I had to say about this is it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a horrible first impression, but I was kind of like, Hmm, like there weren't any pictures here. Um, yeah, I can't find it. <laughs> it's at the very bottom <laughs> of, of the, of your page. And so when I got here, I was like, okay, cool. You know, and you've got your cart system. I just, to me, I would somehow... And again, I, I understand your pain. You're like, all you have to do is add. Oh, there it is. You have to add, add have to add pictures here. Uh, to uh, yeah, I'll know. tell you what happened, Dave. Is I used to own fishnerdnation.com, and that was our swag page. And uh, I don't own that anymore. I, I somehow uh, missed a bill, and <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and so the i pages is who I put my podcast my my website through. Uh, I don't know if it's called a host or what you call it. Yeah. Um, and so it has that memory of it, but all those things were photos at one point and that website doesn't exist anymore. And so I'm trying to is get rid of that oh, link see. and just have a, as a page on my website, a shopping page. I don't need two websites for the stuff we sell. Um, that makes sense. But I, I don't actually don't have anything in stock to sell right now anyway. See then uh, I would, I would so, take the shop Clay, link off. Clay, the, you may want to look into um, there's a site called cafe press. Yep, and there's other sites like that that'll that'll print on demand for you and ship it for you, where you just kind of link to them. Um, that way, you don't have to stock anything and worry about it. That might be an option for you there. Yeah, Teespring's That's a cool a good one. option. That's or T what Teespring. Teespring. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. The I I love at the very end of the show you do a nice job sending people to your Facebook page. Um, but when I was on the site, I found it difficult to find a link to your Facebook page. Is mm-hmm. there one on there? Is, it the, is yeah. this it at the very top? The very oh, there top. it is. Very little, little right. bitty that one up itty there. Bitty. Might yeah. want to make that more prominent since that's the place where, and, where uh, all your fans can go to congregate and chit chat. Yeah. That might be a. And this is actually just the Facebook page. It's not the group. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I could change. Because the group is with the action. I have 14,000 people on our page and no one sees a thing on there, but the group is uh, active and super fun. And uh, that's where the action is. Yeah, so I so should I, link that. I would yeah, give that, that a shot. Yeah. But other than that, the one I didn't check on, I just realized is, okay, good. Your newsletter is fairly self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it works. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure you're giving away something for that. Yeah, do you want to download the free Fish Nerds guides? Um, so, good. And I did test out, I, I did get your email. I tested your contact form. So that's working. That's, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's always good. So I love the clean, easy design of the website. I think it's it, it does everything you want it to do. And, you know, when I come there, I get exactly what I'm looking for. It's not all cluttered up with uh, a lot of distraction. Um, it looks clean. The podcast episodes look clean. It's easy to find what I'm looking for. Other than that little Facebook link, I might make that a little bit bigger, but otherwise I, I, I like the, I like the logo. I like the slogan. I like the website. 
Yeah. Yeah. We were going for, I was listening, listening to uh, This American Life uh, when Ira Glass was talking to his grandmother about how to uh, listen to a podcast. And he said, you just go to thisamericanlife.com and push play. And so I, when we were looking for themes, uh, unless I, you could go to fishners.com and push play, I was out. I didn't want to have to, didn't want to click through anything. I didn't want to make it a challenge to push play. I wanted to go boom, play because Fisher people suck at computers uh, and <laughs> got to make it simple for them. So we chose the app and deputy uh, is the name of the um, company that we yeah. went through for, for that theme. Um, and I, I really like it. Um, it's, it's limiting in a lot of ways too. I can't, I don't have to change things to make it customize i want it there's a lot of things i want to do and i just can't think of how to put that thing in the spot because i don't speak uh html that's my problem the the other thing i just want to point out your i thought your audio sounded fine uh the only thing i noticed is you record it it seems to be stopping at about minus six which is okay except in some places it gets pretty quiet um you know, like down in here, I was like, you've got a lot of headroom where you could actually make your volume a little louder because what happens is in all this white space, that's just hiss. The The more white space you leave, the more you've left the door open for hiss. And what I was really surprised about is when you get to the actual phone interview, I was surprised. I was listening to this outside in headphones. You can see where when he talks, he's way up here where kind of he should be. You know, uh, he's approaching zero, which is always weird in audio that you go up to zero and you can see your your way down here. Eric, did you think there was a huge difference between the volume of Clay and, and the guy on the phone? Oh, yeah. When I was listening in my car, there was definitely okay. the, the guest on the phone was definitely hotter than Clay. And I, I thought that was kind of odd because usually on a phone, it's the opposite. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah there so was there was a difference in the audio level. Yeah, and so so um, about half of my shows are mixed by one of my listeners hmm. who wrote the jingle for us, the Fish in the News jingle, and half are mixed by me, and I, I prefer him to do it. But I run mine through Auphonics, and he does his all manually, um, I think using Adobe or something. And when I record the phone interview, I probably should be using a mixer, but I don't. I just run it. I call on Skype, and then from my audio jack into my H4N, goes that line and then mine goes directly from my microphone into the H4N. So it's two tracks and mine somehow always comes out. Quiet. Mine always comes out way quieter and I have to like find a way to boost that up afterwards. And I can't quite, yeah, so I, 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 are I'm they, not an audio engineer, so it's hard yeah. a lot of ways to get that right. When you take them into your H4N, are you taking, are you taking one into the left and one into the right? Yep. Then you can pan those. And then when you load it into your your um, when you load it into your audio software, one should be on each track. You should have the left channel on one track, the right channel on the other track, and then you should be able to boost the audio level. You should be able to amplify your level just a little bit, three dB or whatever, to make it equal to whatever the other one is. Yeah, and so I'm going to write down all these numbers you're saying because I don't know what they mean because uh, I do it by sound. I put my headphones on, not my daughters usually, and I and I just adjust them. Going, is that right? That sounds the same now, and then I release it. And if you can get the levels yeah. to look similar, then you're good to go. And you, yeah. you know, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll I'll take the left channel and I'll 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 amplify it three dB, and if that doesn't look like it's enough, I'll undo it and I'll do it by six dB. 
Or if I do it by 6 dB and that's too much, I undo it and I do it by 3 dB. I just do it until it looks right. All right. Yeah. But for, for the most part, I, I wasn't listening because I've had some people will send me a podcast to listen to. And if I listen to it outside on earbuds, I, I've got my phone all the way up and it's I can't hear it because cars are driving by or whatever. So I didn't have that problem. It wasn't that quiet. And, and I was actually surprised when I opened it up to go, wow, he's got a lot of headroom here. He could actually even make it louder. I actually thought it sounded okay. Uh, and, and I was surprised that for me, where I was listening to it, I could tell you were quieter. I didn't think it was that much of a difference, but when I looked at the audio, I'm like, wow, he's, he's really, you know, um, unbalanced compared to the other guy. So I think part of that was, uh, I think with some of the tone of the phone kind of, he cut through maybe a little more or whatever, but uh, in the end, I never had to adjust the volume on my phone. I was, I was fine listening to it, but I just was like, Hmm, just as a tip, uh, because I don't think your, your show sounds bad, but you can make it sound better by making that just a a little louder. Uh, So I'll get one, I'll get one more better. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then you, uh, I thought it was cool. Number one, that you were trying something new with these phone, phone in your fish reports. So I, I, I kudos for a having some guy in your show that that you kind of disagreed with. Then number two, saying, "Hey, let's try this. Send in your phone reports." And before you did that, you actually kind of ended the show for you before you you get to the local guys, and uh, that sounded uh, like this. So there's a lot to talk about with that. Uh, we'd love to hear your opinion on it. Feel free to join the conversation on Facebook. We have a really great active uh, Facebook group called the Fish Nerds Podcast Group, and we'd be happy to discuss all this further. But we're out of time. So that's it. You've listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. Special thanks to Hugo Medeiros for his dogfish segment and his willingness to suffer the effects of mercury poisoning for you. And of course, our friend Rob Thorne from Captain Thorny's Fishing Charters on Lake Champlain. Big thanks to Diana's Bath Salts providing the uh, music for Fish in the News. And until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds. Spawn early and often. Avoid free lunches with strings attached and swim against the current every chance you get. And now it's time for your local fishing report. If you want to report what fishing is like in your area, and we want you to, call 607-378-FISH and leave us a report. Try to keep it to less than a minute, unless it's a great story, then, you know, go on. Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for being part of this, and good day to you. So I thought it was good again that you're giving precise, you know, don't just leave, just, hey, send something in. No, no, that's that's never good. So I, I like the fact that you gave again. Try to get to the point. So, uh, Eric, what do we Clay? Early on, we talked about talking to one individual person rather than listeners, and right here, you did just that. We want you to call in your fish report. You did Tell it. Perf- you did perfectly right there. I love that. And uh, we were talking about your T-shirts. I love the. Uh, you you just listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing, which I thought was classic. Like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And uh, follow the follow the code of the fish nerds. Swim early, uh, spawn early and often. Avoid free lunches with strings attached, and swim against the current every chance you get. Would be three fantastic slogans on three different T-shirts with the fish nerd logo on there as well. And uh, I, I think you know rather than saying hey, just donate random money to me, you know, you create some some five dollar T-shirts and sell them for twenty five dollars on your website. Your you, people are going to be getting the fish nerd t-shirts and and you're going to be making some money and um, it'll be a good thing. I, I would love to see you do that. I think that's a great opportunity for you there. 
Um, I love the clothes. I love, I love the fact that it's nice and tight. And I, and the, the, my favorite thing, I tell so many people to do this, let the conversation continue. Once the podcast is done, like when the podcast is over, you don't want your listeners to just go away. You continue the conversation on Facebook, whether it's about this or something else. And uh, that was perfect. That's exactly what you need to do. You need to keep your community engaged whether that's Facebook or somewhere else. And, and that's exactly what you did. We're out of time to, to discuss it today, but head on over to our Facebook page. We'll keep the discussion going there. That was awesome. Loved it. And I, oh, I, I like the fact that you have this segment. You're not sure how it's going to go. And so you stuck it at the very end. Cause I was like, you know, let's, let's, let's put it there as a testing ground. And cause that's not going to, that's one of those things that's not, going to resonate with everybody because hey the fishing in alabama is great i'm like okay i live in you know hamburg not really going to do a whole lot for me so i thought it was a really good move to put it at the end uh number one it gets your audience involved and i've heard other podcasts that do this they'll just play all their feedback at the end so there was um, Hall of Fame podcasters, Don and Drew, their last three minutes were always just people going, man, when you're, you know, hey, Don and Drew, this is Steve from Poughkeepsie, blah, 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 you know, but it was always just these random things. And, and they always it was almost its whole other show was the comments at the end. And so that way, if you didn't like the comments, you just hit the 60 second skip a couple times and you're done. So I thought that was a pretty good move, putting that at the end. I love the one guy's like, fishing here is horrible. That's what what I was going to say. My favorite report. Fishing here sucks. I can't catch anything. (laughs) It's it's a valid report. I'll take them all. (laughs) Yeah. So anytime anytime anyone uh, submits audio to our show, we try to find a way to use it because it's that's it's so much effort to get someone to do that. So we just, we find a way to, to stick it in there. We, I, I find a way to stick it in there. <laughs> the, uh, the only, it other- would be funny if Dave was still on the show, but isn't really on the show. You just refer uh, to Dave all the time. I'll get Dave to do that. You know, that'd, that'd be something good for Dave to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Dave is behind the scenes, but he's never on the mic. How come we don't hear Dave anymore? <laughs> It'd be like my teller. Right. right. Hey, yeah. Dave, can you bring some of that stuff? I'm getting Dave to do it. Hang on a second. That's it. Put that I up. might do that. I, although on his last episode, he was on, I killed him on the show. So <laughs> I, well, and so the show ended when, I, when we did the call the code of the fish. Dinner. I said, hey, Dave, how's your heart? And he goes, what do you mean? And I played beep, 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 beep. And the show ended. And that was it. Nice. So, oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Dead. Dave's dead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the only other notes I had were, and this is not, again, these are, I'm nitpicking, but yeah, please. S- somewhere in your conversation, uh, you still had Facebook open because you're, oh, you, t- hear the bloop, bloop, you hear the ping bloop. and I'm like, okay. And then, cause immediately I looked up to see if somebody sent me a message on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Was that my phone? And so yeah, it, it uh, happens more than I like to admit. Uh, it's a weird thing because the, there's, I got to mute. I, I've just to mute my settings all because I need Facebook as part of my show. Cause I'm, I'm always referencing. Uh, there's, there's always a comment. To catch that I'm actually, some, I'll use a joke that someone wrote or I'll use something on Facebook, but I got to find a way to get that noise to go away. And I haven't tried. So it's a fair nitpick because I've not made any effort to get rid of it. And I also could edit if I wanted to. And then my other thing, I just wrote this down and I'm like, I don't know if we could use this somewhere, but it, it pulled at my heartstrings. And I was like, Ooh, that's, that was good stuff. There is when the guy in the interview said, um, that we've lost two generations of salmon. And I thought about that a second. I'm like, that's, that's something like you can't, 
like just go, oh, we'll just bring out some more. Um, I was like, no, that's gone. And they're not coming back. And I was like, I don't know if you could work that into a teaser somewhere or something. I just, to me, I was like looking for that. I was like, Ooh, that's a good, mm, that's, we could use that somewhere to, you know, yeah. um, you know, what? I, I think uh, I got a little lazy uh, in the last few episodes no. uh, as I used to pull clips like that. And I would play those before the intro music, before anything, it would be like someone with a quote like that. Hmm. And then it would go, right. and the music and I would do the intro and all that stuff. Well, um, and so I could start doing that again. I just got a little bit, well, either that or, or if you don't, because I realize everything I just mentioned here, it's like Dave's little nitpicks just added, you know, 20 minutes of production for your show. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Um, it's all but sometimes good. you could just, you know, go, oh, that's cool. And then just, you know, have you say it. So, you know, today we're going to talk yeah. about the um, the the bird that I cannot remember, the Comorants, Comorants, something. Comorants. Comorants, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Bird, you know, on one hand. Um, we've lost two generations of bird of, of salmon. On the other hand, we can't just go around blowing up birds. So what are we going to do? Um, I don't know. But I just, that, that bird, when that came across bird. that I was like, Ooh, ouch, that sounds painful. So, uh, but yeah. And that all those also lend themselves to good titles and good headlines. And right. I should be pulling those and using them. It's, it's great stuff. And I do try to pull from the show for the headlines, but, uh, I don't always, <laughs> but as somebody who has fished all of about, Mm, maybe 10 times in his life. Uh, not that I don't so like sad. fishing. I've just never, you know, I had one of my brother's friends used to fish all the time and he would just come over and kidnap me. It was kind of fun. Um, but um, I actually was not bored as a, a you know, uh, not a fish nerd, but I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Um, like we said earlier, I love the energy and I love the fact that you pretty much got right to the content and you let me know where I was going. I like the way you wrapped it up. Um, and, uh, really there wasn't a whole lot. Like I said, everything I, I brought up tonight was like, I'm kind of nitpicking on, on some of this stuff. Eric, what were your kind of your final thoughts? Yeah, Clay, most of the stuff that we're talking about is just ways to, to clean it up a little bit there. There's, you could do absolutely nothing we suggested and you'd still have a great podcast <laughs> because point. it is fun. It's funny. It's entertaining and it flies by. It doesn't feel like you're listening to a 45 minute or an hour long show. It, it hits you. It keeps you entertained. It, you have various voices on it. And, uh, I, I find found it to be a great show. You, you have a, a, a solid production there. The things that we're talking about is just some housekeeping and some tightening up and cleaning up here and there. And it just make your show even better than it already is. But you already have a fantastic podcast. That's highly entertaining. And, uh, I congratulate you on doing it as a one-man show. It sounds great. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Uh, and, and we're having a lot of fun, and uh, and it, it's it's interesting to see it kind of evolving and seeing where it's going to go next. And uh, weirdly, is the show has been growing. Um, like like at least when when Dave, my partner, left the show back in September, almost a year ago now, uh, we were averaging about 220 listens per episode in a 30-day period on we we're using lips and we just switched at that time and um now we're getting close to a thousand there nice which wow. is pretty exciting to see and our show also is shares another feed uh with another podcast channel uh we're part of a um network called the outdoor podcast channel it's one feed with like 30 shows it's, it's ridiculously dumb um but uh we get about 200 more listens on that. So we, I add those numbers to my numbers, but um, 
Yeah, it's not dumb. It's just it's too much. On one, I can't listen to it. It's too much on one feed. Well, the other thing you're um, doing that I always, I'm always amazed more people don't do this. I hear about you on other shows. Oh. I heard you about you on She Podcast. Yep. I heard about you, I think, on the feed. And I'm yep. like, because everybody's always going, send me feedback. And I'm always amazed that people are like going, they're just saying, hey, I will put your name in front of my audience. All you have to do is contact me. And yep. most people don't take advantage of that. Yeah, I've been on the Varmints podcast. I've been on the World's Greatest Fishing <laughs> podcast. I've been on the Great Beer Adventure. There you go. Uh, and in fact, um, Dave, are you going to podcast Mid Atlantic? Probably, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm presenting there Beautiful. this year with the Great Beer Adventure, and we're we're doing a uh, a segment on pairing your podcast, like uh, when oh, when Batman sense. was on Scooby Doo. Like, how can you bring two things that don't belong <laughs> together and put them together and make progress? And and being on other podcasts for me has been a bigger deal for getting new downloads than being on public radio, which I'm on frequently enough and they buy, they buy content from me, but it doesn't lead to more subscribers or more listeners to my show, but being on the Varmints podcast or Great beer adventure, or hopefully on school podcasting, all these things should actors get it. And they podcast listeners get it and they listen to podcasts and well, look for more content. So I want to go um, back to one thing you yeah. said at the very beginning, you said fish people are not computer people. I see you have subscribe buttons on your website. Mm -hmm. You might want to add a page that says, you know, subscribe at the top and then do a Glenn, the geek and have directions with screenshots. That's a to, great idea. I'll just steal Glenn's. There you go. Just go over, grab his code, <laughs> copy it, paste it into your website. Literally, you yeah. probably could. Uh, because horse people, he has said, he has said are not uh, um, computer people. So sometimes we yeah. just kind of go, hey, subscribe to the show. And they're like, the, the, the what of the who? Yep. So no, I stand. Actually, actually, I think it was Speed Buggy that was on Scooby-Doo, not, not Batman. Uh, I thought it was the Harlem oh. Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters were on Scooby-Doo. All, yes. all those things are true. Um, all those things are true things. Yeah. They all were on Scooby-Doo and they all... When they were on is when I tuned in. So that's, it's that's really right. important. <laughs> and they would have got away with it if it wasn't for those stupid kids. That's yeah, it. meddling kids. Blast. Yeah. yeah. Bring back the Laugh Olympics. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Clay, any final questions as we start to wrap things up? I No, I mostly I, you know, it's funny. I was listening. I listened. My, I'm addicted to your stupid podcast rodeo. I, I the, <laughs> the dumbest five minutes of my day, and I, I cannot get enough of podcast rodeo. And I was like... First of all, I'm like, I hope Dave never, never puts my show on there. And then I thought about it. And I started listening to, I binged on every podcast. Uh, what, are, what are we on right now? What's the name of the show? Podcast right review show. <laughs> show. I binged <laughs> on, on the entire catalog of this. And I thought, you know what? I need to put my podcast under the fire. We're 160 some odd episodes in and I'm coasting. And I, I, need, I need to get better. And I was hoping that, and I think I got it. I was hoping that you guys would give me some feedback to change what I'm doing to make the show a little better quality. Uh, and hopefully that leads to more listeners and more interesting people to talk to. Um, so the final thoughts are thank you for, for having me on. Um, and I had a lot of fun in this hour and whatever went by in a pretty good time. And uh, Eric, it's good to see you using the same microphone as me. I feel like yeah. I'm cool. Yeah, I, I have one. I just, uh, um, what I also want to say, that, that's a great point. One of the things I like that I'm hearing from you is you're focusing on interacting with your, your audience and coming up with great content. I didn't hear you once mention, well, you know, I might get more people if I have a high LPR 40. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> you, you've got a good microphone. Your sound is fine. 
move on. Now let's talk some fish. So yeah. kudos to not obsessing over the uh, the tech because you, you got. I can't the... afford to obsess over the tech. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We make uh, we make about three hundred dollars a month on Patreon, and that covers our expenses, and then a little bit of money to to take care of some fun things like hats for people and things like that. But it's not much. Um, and our, so far, all of our advertisers have all been just uh, affiliate types, and I don't, I haven't made any real money off of that. To, I, I'm on the fence whether I want to do any more of those ever. Uh, so it's. Uh, are you in a sell to give to give them forty seconds for you, ten bucks? Are you in a place where Amazon doesn't have an affiliate program? Uh, I'm in a place where Amazon keeps rejecting my uh, EIN number for my business. I don't know why. Hmm. So I have okay. an LLC and they keep rejecting it as not a valid LLC. And I'm like, it's the number and hmm. just keep giving up on them. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, yeah, I was going to say, because that, that usually, I mean, it's not retirement money, but it's like, okay, I'll take, you know, 30, 40 bucks for doing nothing, but saying click on the banner. Well, sure. Especially since I'm talking about fishing and I can say, oh, you know, I was using this, uh, yeah. you know, stinky peat today and it caught this fish and you can buy that through my website and click on Amazon and get paid. But uh, so far I haven't, Amazon has not accepted my EIN number have, and or my um, whatever business number I use. And Have you ever contacted their help department? Oh, look at you, know it all. Have you tried calling them? <laughs> well, no, I'm, the reason I ask is <laughs> they are they are helpful to a point. They, they will respond. Yeah. I was surprised. So yeah, no, I haven't. Um, but Bernie will always respond. That's yeah, right. can you guys Bernie's hear that? A cameo. He's that's yeah. through the door. Oh, yeah. well, it's funny because my dog is barking at a bear right now. I got a bear in my front yard right now. My excellent. dog is rowling. So, so I'm with you. All right. Yeah. Maybe you got a bear, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, every, I'm in the mountains, so I, I have bears. That's it. Well, everybody, you yeah. can go find Clay over at and, and again, I love the branding, fishnerds.com. Nothing fancy about it. Show's called Fish Nerds, fishnerds.com. Eric, it's where can fanciest of all brands? Fish Nerds. That's it. Love it. Eric, yeah. where can people find you? You can always find me at podcasttalentcoach.com and uh, all my resources and everything right there for you, right on the homepage. So head on over there and check it out. How about you, Dave? You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you would like to sit in the chair where Clay is tonight and have your show reviewed, go out to uh, podcastreviewshow.com. So thanks again, Clay. Hey, thanks, guys. And you bet. Uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode. Thanks for tuning into our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course.
And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.